Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Louisiana, a homeowner turns the tables on a would-be robber. A treasure hunter's search for $500 million in Civil War gold leads to the FBI. And a Florida hotel clerk becomes a hero after rescuing two girls from sex trafficking. These stories and more coming at you today, Wednesday, August 16th on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Good morning, guys. What's up? What's up? Doing it again. It's crime time. We are. We are doing it again. Um, Look, and I I do want to mention, uh, just real quick, I attended a... I don't know if you call it a, a rally or uh, just like a, a deal for governor for the state of Louisiana. And his platform was crime, which was nice to see, uh, considering we are real life, real crime daily. And without getting political. Right. Um, uh, it was it was nice to see that as a main platform piece, along with infrastructure and education. So cool. Cool yeah. deal. I, I, I want to do this. And I am very Miss because I didn't I didn't have service enough to check the national news and everything this weekend. Holy smokes, the people in Maui! Oh. And I was there a year and a half ago, right there on that street in that tree park, at, uh, you know, uh with Shane McBride and them, and it's heart wrenching. They're saying maybe up to a thousand dead. missing. They're still missing. Yeah, they're like thirteen hundred still missing. Hopefully, they're not going to get to those kind of numbers, right. but they're certainly, the number's going to keep going up. But one of the things that when you live in the eastern part of the U.S. that you don't realize when you move to the west is how different the dangers are. Like, right. you don't, Fire you don't have hurricanes. Right, right. But, um, but you have all these things that you're, you don't think about when you right. move there. Like, mudslides aren't a consideration, right. and uh, earthquakes certainly are, because you're aware of them. But, uh, but wildfires is a is a big one, right. and uh, this you know we've all heard of Santa Ana winds, but right. don't really understand what they are and how fast they come sweeping through these mountain ranges and how fast fire can spread. This fire in Maui at one point was spreading a mile a minute. That's so crazy. when you you think about the fact that they, for whatever reason. The alarm system didn't work. These people right. had no warning until it was apparent, and then they had nowhere to go but right. go to the water. It, and it's uh, heart wrenching. And you know, it's it's like us on hurricanes. And I know people. I it's like a migraine. Everybody knows what one is, but until you experience it, I'm talking about natural disasters. It's it's just. A whole different thing, right? You know, and, and when you're when you're scared them. and you're wondering whether you're in the line of it, like we had a fire at Universal Studios fifteen years ago or so, and I still had a wood shake roof on my house, yeah. and the embers from that fire were floating right over my neighborhood, and so 
an ember would fall on a dry wood shake roof and it could so you had to sit there on different ladders all of us spraying the roof for hours just wetting it down constantly until they got the fire out to make sure the embers don't get because that's how a lot of the spread happens with those winds is the embers get carried they land on roofs and and the fires get ignited in separate areas and so it's prayers for all of them and and anybody that's still missing and their families and loved ones that are worried about them we want y'all to know we do care about you and i'm sorry we hadn't Put put it out, that all across social media, but we will in prayers. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get into some crime. Let's lay down the crime uh, time, Jim Chapman. Look, before we get completely started, I do want to mention uh, a retraction. Usually, Mike does these retractions because oh, he's the one. You're not that sanctioned for a retraction. Makes all the mistakes, <laughs> but. Uh, in this situation, it was I who uh, mispronounced the word. I, I said spinal. Bifida, I believe. Is that I, how it's called? I thought you bifida. said I thought you said spina bifida, but spina bifida. Well, I think I said spinal. I, this Whichever. is just, but either way, uh, Jennifer Gatlin, one of, one of our biggest fans, you, and we just love Jennifer Gatlin. Uh, brought it to my attention that it is spina. She was sitting with her notepad bifida. while she was listening. She was scribbling down. So what did Mike do wrong to that? So. <laughs> So um, she corrected that that pronunciation, and she actually said it can be as light as only affecting your walk to as severe as leaving you in a weird wheelchair like it has me. So uh, thank yeah. you for that correction, Miss Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. And you. we do appreciate and love you. Yep. Mike does, too. He just pretends like he does. A little bit. <laughs> so we're going to get into some crime time, and we're going – we're going to Hammond, Louisiana. Him Woody's old stomping ground. That's where right. Became a cop. It's yeah. where he became a cop. He used to arrest college drunks. That's right. Drunken disorder. Yeah, they said they. I had five arrests, and it was like May, and they called me and they said I had to go to interpersonal communication school because I was too rough on people. And then the <laughs> next officer behind me had like one arrest for the year. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, whatever. You're too rough on people, yeah, or you're, you're actually serious, working. Serious. <laughs> no, I mean, I was like, I didn't take any shit, right? Right. But, uh, but anyway, I transferred to Livingston immediately thereafter. So, Well, we're going to bring you to, to Hammond, Louisiana, home of Southeastern Louisiana right. University, and we're going to tell you kind of a – you know, a, a feel-good story almost because the tables got turned on a home invasion suspect. The Tangipahoe Parish Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of a 23-year-old by the name of Samuel Leal of Hammond after he forced entry into a residence and subsequently got shot by the owner. Good for him. In the early morning hours of August 9th, 2023, uh, Leo forced his way through the window of a mobile home. Once inside that home, uh, he assaulted a guest in the residence and threatened to kill the victim and her really? family. During the altercation, the homeowner shot Leo, striking him in the leg just above the knee. At some point during the incident, he removed all of his clothing and fled the residence. Really? Yeah, you decide that was a good time to get naked. Stripped down after you got shot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he's trying to put a tourniquet on when he's naked. Yeah, he pulled his panties off and everything. (laughs) That sucker was, I don't know what the heck he was thinking, but he proceeded to shatter the window of a nearby vehicle and attempted to barricade himself in that vehicle. How'd that work out for him? Until the arrival of deputies, at which time he was physically removed from that vehicle. I bet he was. 
Uh, Lale was transported to a nearby hospital where he was treated for non-life-threatening injuries resulting from the gunshot wound and lacerations uh, sustained from the broken glass. And he was booked into jail where he was charged with home invasion, second-degree battery, vehicle burglary, and uh, resisting arrest. Upon being interviewed, Lil admitted, admitted to consuming illegal narcotics. Mm. So that explains right, the right. getting naked, right? Uh, prior to committing the home invasion, the homeowner and guest did not sustain injuries requiring immediate medical attention and refused all medical aid on the scene. So... Good for them. Good for them. Protecting their property. That's right. Love it. That's right. <laughs> Betty won't climb that window. Yeah. Through that door. Give them a strip tease <laughs> in the meantime. The yeah. naked part of that is still. Yeah. So I always, <laughs> I always said law enforcement was the greatest show on earth, mm-hmm. uh, and it is. So I'm going to take y'all out to old Georgia, good old Georgia, and Lake Lanier. Love yeah, Lake Lanier. Isn't it beautiful, yeah. right? That's some of the best bass fishing in the world. Um, but this is a story that I am sanctioned to tell. A young girl swimming at Lake Lanier was attacked by a, wait for it. Walrus? Elephant seal? Beaver. Uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday, according to this the is highly Georgia Department of Natural Resources, <laughs> the girl was swimming on north end of the lake on private property when she was bitten in the leg. As she was being attacked, the girl's father intervened and beat the beaver to death. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I got you. Beavers are bad motherfuckers. They, let me tell you something. They, when I had uh, Elise in, in Mississippi, they, they built this dam on the creek, and, and where we crossed that, we tore it down right before dark. Next morning, that some bitch was built back, back. Up. and and chewing down trees like like eighteen inches in circumference. Uh, yeah, you don't uh, want to get bit by one no, of them. No, no. That's beavers are badass. I've actually killed a beaver and I ate beaver. So anyway, the animal was taken to the state lab to be tested for rabies. The child's condition and identity have not been released. Lieutenant Judge Smith uh said it's unclear why the beaver attacked. There was nothing to indicate that there were baby beavers in the vicinity that were being protected, or that the beaver was sick, or whether it was just an otherwise angry beaver. <laughs> Nothing, nothing worse, by the way. Beavers were once virtually eliminated in Georgia, but a state conducted a rest, restoration program in the 40s, and beavers are now abundant across the state, and they are the second largest living rodent. And hey, what's bigger than a beaver? I don't know. But An we, anaconda. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was a member of the we, uh, Yeah, right. We have beavers on our properties to this day, and, and you know we grow trees, right? The shit, they 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 just so destructive. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a stuffed beaver. Who hey, really? <laughs> yeah, I got a stuffed beaver chilling on the stump in, in the cabin. Yeah. But wait, is it? It's you can't just go around beating the shit out of beavers and killing them, right? Well, if you're saving your daughter, you can. So no, I do not think the father should be charged. I think he should get on an. A me- you should get a medal. I don't want to know. You a bad dude. He might need to get a UFC fight. He beat a beaver to death. 
How big? How big was the beaver? I mean, shit, the beavers are beavers like 20, big, 30 man. pounds. I yeah. mean, that's a, it's not like you're beating a chihuahua to death. You're beating a beaver. Look, I seen a video of a guy in Australia that had a kangaroo in a headlock oh, yeah. and was beating up a kangaroo because the kangaroo had his dog in a headlock. Really? Kangaroos are mean, man. Yeah, they look all they cute. Have, and they're strong boxes. as hell. Yeah. And they're the size of humans. Yeah, that's true. But a beaver's not. Uh, well, hey, it depends I, where the, the fight took place. Have, is that on the land or I mount it is is as big as this table. And where'd you take him down? In an, in one of our ponds, because he was eating the fucking trees. How, how'd you yeah. take him down? What are our bullet to the head? Okay, as he okay. was swimming. So, I, I, so you won that fight. You won that someone fight. Someone who was to me, and and that was like twenty years ago. So if you possum cops are listening, uh, you can't come get me for it. <laughs> It was a nuisance animal, and I mean possum cops in the most affectionate term. Well, but <laughs> very good job staying within your species Thank and you. within your geography. You. Uh, Woody, I want to congratulate are you, you. Why are you being that. so nice? You think you're on devil secret probation? No, I'm, I'm, this is just me being me. I'm mm. normally oh, yeah, you're such I'll try a to good guy. <laughs> My normal status is just being nice. You guys mm-hmm. remember the? Ever heard of the chameleon killer? Mm-mm. Doesn't ring a bell. Nope. Jim, no? I've heard of Come a Chameleon by Boy George. Uh, well, uh, See, Duran that's, Duran a, guys. that's a crime as well, but a different kind of crime. <laughs> the Duran Duran guy's got stage four cancer. You saw it? Ah. Simon LeBon? Yeah. Come oh, on. No, I, I didn't, didn't know that. I didn't see that. Duran um, Duran. Okay. <laughs> Hungry <laughs> like the wolf. It's a rough segue <laughs> to I'm my story. Okay, I'm sorry. Come, back to, come back to me. Come back uh, to me. Chameleon back. killer. We're going to go back in time a little bit. This story is featured in this month's Vanity Fair magazine, and uh, it's an amazing story. So we're, we're going to go back. They okay, still, you can make fun, magazines? Make, make fun of <laughs> you lost me, me reading, reading Vanity Fair ever. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We will. Okay. <laughs> it's starting off rough, folks. So you have a subscription <laughs> back back when Woody was red book back when Woody was patrolling his neighborhood in a Schwinn and Jim <laughs> and Jim had to yet to discover his anaconda. Uh, <laughs> let, let's go to San Antonio, Texas. Uh, a San Antonio mother of two was kidnapped from a Kmart parking lot by a man who raped and killed dozens. But instead of becoming his next victim, she became his friend. Margaret Mayfield Palm was abducted by the chameleon killer, Stephen Morin, is his name, when she was 30 years old after being held at gunpoint during a chance Christmas shopping excursion. Warren was convicted of killing three women and accused of two other slayings, but had been investigated for more than 40 murders across the country that occurred between 1969 and 1981. The criminal dubbed the chameleon killer or the forgotten serial killer by some, has been thrust back into the spotlight because of a recent Vanity Fair magazine article. In the article, Margaret Palm recounts how she befriended the man who'd ended the lives of dozens of others. As Palm left her home on December 11, 1981, she explained how God had spoken to her that day and compelled her to go back into the house and grab her book of scriptures. I put it in my car along with about four uh, evangelistic magazines and about 10 evangelistic tapes that I had sitting in my car, she said. Palm had been doing volunteer work and decided on the way home to make a stop at Kmart. I went into the Kmart. I was there for about an hour, and I came out to my car, she said. As I was approaching the car, I felt a gun 
in my back. I turned around and this man looked at me and he was shaking. He was crying, actually. And he looked like a rabid dog, she said. Huh. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. He looked satanic. And the first thing I thought was, I'm going to die today. Pom hadn't seen the news and wasn't aware of the gruesome slayings that the man who just put a gun to her back had left littered across the country. Warren had been on the FBI's 10 most wanted list and had eluded the Bureau for a decade with the use of fake identities and living sort of the life of a drifter. He had raped and brutally murdered women all over the country and was known for his intense hate for women. I knew none of this, Palm said in the article. Police had been scouring neighborhoods that day telling women to get in their homes, according to Palm. Morin had abducted and killed a girl earlier and was boasting to Palm about, uh, about how he'd once again evaded the police. Through tears, he explained to Palm that he'd been running all over town, had been taking buses all over the city, and had visited a church but didn't know what to do. He told Palm he'd been sitting in the Kmart lot for hours when he happened upon her. Palm revealed that as he spoke, she felt the spirit of God growing within her. I said, what's your name? He said, it's Stephen. Palm then proceeded to put her hands on Morin and pray for him despite his rebuttals. Quote, I take authority over every demonic force in this man. You know that I serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and I declare right now you have no dominion over this man. She said, her hands placed on Morin. Sin shall have shall not have dominion over him. He has dominion over you, and I have dominion over you, and he will be serving Jesus Christ before this day ends. Palm said Morin looked over to her in disbelief and said, I can't believe this. I'm in a car with a religious freak. At first, Morin thought Palm had been trying to con him, but she produced the book of scriptures she'd taken from home. Caught off guard, Morin uh, later said he felt a love from Palm, untethered from his previous lust for violence and brutal rape. While his hands were raised up, he said, Jesus, I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. Please forgive me. I want to go to heaven. I couldn't believe my eyes, Palm said. As they continued to drive, Palm explained Morin was desperate to find his escape route to Fort Worth, Texas. She helped him find the bus station and get a ticket for the next bus to Fort Worth. He had an hour to spare before his bus, so the pair went to McDonald's and shared a meal. By this time, we were friends, and we sat in that parking lot eating our hamburgers, she said. I told him that you cannot use the weapons, use these weapons anymore. You cannot use your guns or knives anymore because you've been fighting a spiritual demonic force. Morin released Palm in a bid to stay on the righteous path, and she waited until she was home with her husband, Bart, to reveal, reveal the location of the killer. When Palm arrived home, she had her husband call the FBI, uh, and they explained where he was. Palm claimed the FBI thought they were crazy to think that a man who deluded them for a decade was just sitting at a bus station waiting for him. So she hung up on the FBI and she called Austin police. She claimed they surrounded the bus station where he was reading her book of handwritten scriptures before being taken into custody. In the article, she de details the years after Morin's arrest leading up to his execution, where she became a lifeline for him, sending letters and Christmas cards, etc., one which described her as one of the greatest moms on earth. The pair would talk about his life, but their conversations were largely spiritual. The day before his execution, Palm visited Morin at the Ellis One unit on death row in Huntsville, Texas. He was happy. She said, he said, I'm ready to die. I feel good. I'm going to be with the Lord. He was given the lethal injection in March 1985. Wow. But, I mean, this guy is traveling the country on a murder spree and a movie she uh, <laughs> is able to turn him in 
one day. That's uh, and that's all the time we have today. Gotta give you a hard time. That's <laughs> actually a very powerful story. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. it was we good. need to make a movie. I'm gonna we need enjoy. We're gonna let this build up, <laughs> and it's gonna end badly for Jim. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. <laughs> now we have to read our source like this. <laughs> on triple speed. I'm not aware. Is there a time limit on podcast? <laughs> All right. So actually, hey, I'll, really a good I'll joking aside, we're going to, we're going to bring it serious here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, this is going to be the 
WTF segment right. for today. What's and that? I don't think anything has ever fit WTF like this right here. Right. And that is a Georgia doctor has decapitated a oh, baby during delivery. This, according to a lawsuit, this. the whole world saw this. this is absolutely insane. A doctor used too much force and decapitated a Georgia woman's baby during delivery. Attorneys for Jessica Ross and Travion Taylor spoke at a press conference and outlined the allegations against the Southern Regional Medical Center in the wrongful death suit. Uh, one of the attorneys, Corey Lynch, said Southern Regional Medical Center tried to hide what actually happened. The hospital did not report Trevon Taylor Jr.'s death to the Clayton County authorities. Rather, police learned after a funeral home contacted them. Ross and Taylor's families were reportedly informed about the decapitation from that funeral home. Uh, Ross's doctor, Tracy St. Julian, M.D., reported reportedly came clean only after Ross was discharged from the hospital. And, of course, the Clayton County Police are investigating. Now, the hospital told Taylor and Ross to have their child cremated, and if they wanted an autopsy, they'd have to pay for it themselves. Dr. Roderick Edmond, who was also representing Ross and Tyler, said Ross's water broke July 9th at approximately 10 p.m. She went into labor and delivery, where nurses hooked her up to an IV to help speed up the delivery. At that time, she was 37 weeks pregnant. About 10 hours later, at 8.40 p.m., she was fully uh, dilated, and her doctors told her to start pushing. According to Edmund, Travion Jr.'s shoulder got stuck during the delivery. Edmund and Lynch uh, said St. Julian used ridiculously excessive force when she pulled the baby's head and neck, and Edmund said the bones in Travion Jr.'s skull, neck, and face were broken in the process. Disgusting. St. Julian eventually performed a C-section on Ross, but according to Edmund, the feet came out, the body came out, and there was no head. The head was reportedly delivered vaginally. The attorneys claim St. Julian and nurses at the hospital were negligent for not contacting other doctors on the floor to assist and not advocating for Ross to get a C-section. Here's where it gets really crazy. In addition, Lynch said at a press conference that hospital staff would not let Ross or Tyler see or hold their newborn, and at one point, staff wrapped the child very tight so they could not see what happened. They actually propped the head up to make it appear the baby's head was attached. The couple was only allowed to see their son through glass. Uh, Just horrible, the statement uh, that the hospital released. Of course, they deny the allegations of wrongdoing and uh, said that Travion Jr. died in utero prior to delivery and decapitation. That was their statement. I mean, that if that ain't the craziest story you've ever heard, not only did they pull his head off, pull, uh, this baby's head off, but then they try to hide it right. by propping it up yeah. and wrapping the and wrapping you, the baby so you, tight that it appeared was attached, and then get it cremated. Yes, and then they sent it to the funeral home like that, and the funeral home is the one who reported it. Right? They were like, "Wait a minute." Well, that requires a conspiracy to cover it up. I mean, you have oh, there's, uh, you no have, doubt about it. You have what four or five people in that yeah, delivery at room? At least four. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they and, and are 
Some... What kind of a do- – I, I could almost understand uh, something where you injure a, a shoulder or, or even uh, a head and trying to get the, the baby out vaginally. But how you take it to the point of – Ripping its head ripping it, I mean, that's not a doctor. I mean, I don't, I don't know what – Kind of uh, they won't history be that doctor said no, she's not going to be, and that hospital's oh, not going to have any money after yeah, yeah. those people take it all. But you shut um, the door. Well, if anyone ma- anything makes you say WTF, that's WTF. it. Uh, it I said that about ten times, and it's that. such yes. a good story. I'll yeah. ignore that it was twenty-one seconds longer than mine. That you <laughs> it was not. <laughs> all right, WTF, y'all for sure. All right, let's go to Florida. A 56-year-old caretaker and his 59-year-old girlfriend were arrested this week after police found a non-verbal man, here we go again, this is almost a WTF, living in squalor in the backyard of a house. The police Mm. department received a call from the Department of Children and Families after receiving a report about an intellectually disabled non-verbal 22-year-old behind the home. The victim was reportedly forced to sleep outside and sometimes stayed in a makeshift hut in the backyard. Jepeth Garvey, the caretaker at Antoinette Monday, allegedly did not let the man inside the house to shower. The man reportedly had feces all over his body when yeah. police got there. Love, right? Uh, Garvey and Monday were arrested and charged with neglect of a disabled adult in the St. Petersburg Police Department. Uh, said... Someone called an abuse hotline and report the victim was forced to live outside. She said the 22-year-old man was in not very great condition and looked malnourished. A neighbor who reportedly knows the victim and provided him with food called the situation torture. The victim was kept in a shoddy wooden structure with a tarp-like covering serving as a roof and a wood plank as the door. And guess what, y'all? Guess where it was in Florida? That's Pinellas County. Absolutely. St. Pete. Pinellas County, Florida. And the Pinellas County jail records show both Garvey and Monday are being held on $5,000 bond. Mm. I don't get it. I mean, I don't get it. I, I bet you they were getting a check for him. It had to be. Yep. And, and just their evil exists, people. At 22, would you still be getting a check? Yeah, if you're a disabled? disabled adult, yeah. He was Absolutely. nonverbal, so he couldn't work, most likely. And uh, They were getting his check and his food stamps. Uh, step up, uh, shout out to Pinellas County. I, I, we have not covered any other county in the United States or parish more than we've covered Pinellas County. That is probably true. But I also feel like we've not covered any state more than we've covered the state of Pennsylvania. And that's, seems like and that's where we're going next. But we're actually going to uh, the part of the state that I carve out because I do like, which is in western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. Father and son Dennis and Kem Parada believe they found a burial site halfway up a mountain in western yep, PA. You got to stop. You have no idea what you're about to do to me. I am the biggest treasure hunting freak in the world. I've watched every treasure documentary. The second I, that biggest. I have watched every documentary and then every gold show, every mining show, every every kind of show in the world. I've read books on it. I've done everything. Damn it. I wish I knew that. I would have given you the story. No, no. I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to come in. I want to hear it. Well, now I'm going to feel like an amateur because you're going to 
you're going to pick apart hey, my, don't, my don't knowledge of, the, your, of your, the topic here. So you're, uh, don't bring in your insecurities. <laughs> okay, well, my insecurities yeah. come everywhere with me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's hard to separate from them. So it's a father and son, Dennis and Ken Parada, and they believe they found a burial site halfway up this mountain in Western PA containing $500 million worth of Civil War gold from a shipment of government gold dating back to 1863. Parada was first alerted to the possible presence of the gold when reading an article in Treasure Magazine in 1974. Yeah. Do you read Treasure Magazine? Probably don't lie. Okay. The story revealed. I don't vanity either. <laughs> the story revealed. I know you do. That a Union caravan with gold bars was headed to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia and got ambushed in Elk County. In 2004, Parada found a cave in a place called Dent's Run. The cave was exposed after a period uh, of heavy rains washed out uh, dirt and plants on the side of the mountain. Mm. He says he has since visited the cave more than 400 times and has found. Uh, bullet shells, whiskey bottles, and bones scattered nearby that all date uh, back to the 19th century. The Paradas contacted the FBI back in 2018, and the FBI commissioned an independent uh, study testing the area, and that study indicated the presence of the precious metal. Hmm. This finding validated third-party testing the Paradas had done the year before that once again indicated the existence of a large amount of gold. The FBI brought more than 50 agents and dug 12 feet deep, but the dig was declared a bust, mm. or so the FBI claimed. Oh. The agency claims the dig turned out to be a bust, but the Paradas believe the FBI carried on their excavation during the night before making off with the loot, mm. depriving the hefty finder's fee that would have been due the Paradas. The, tre the treasure hunters sued the FBI last year in U.S. District Court in Washington and forced release of documents relating to the dig under a FOIA uh, request. But they now allege that the FBI has withheld or doctored some of that information. In particular, they're seeking the release of operational records, which they believe will show that the agency planned and held a night dig, that they have evidence of the night dig. Warren Gettler, who is the co-author of a book called Rebel Gold and a former Wall Street Journal reporter, began consulting the Paradas back in 2017. He claims the absence of timestamps in the FBI records goes directly to the question of a deliberate cover-up of nighttime activity. Town officials claim there were lights and agents working overnight that night. Uh, others also reported seeing armored vehicles in town. But when the FBI turned over a trove of records from the dig, they were incomplete, the treasure hunters claim. So uh, Gettler, the consultant they hired, claims the Nikon D700 camera used during the operation automatically includes digital time code, code readouts, yet these time stamps, stamps were absent from the photographs uh, graphs released by the FBI. So uh, the treasure hunters say the FBI is withholding communication it had uh, with firms uh, uh, post the dig and, uh, and that there's information in there that would prove that they recovered uh, the gold. They've also done testing afterward and there's no longer the presence of yeah. the metal in the mountain. And so now you have he said, she said, and, uh, yep. uh, and so they're – Continuing to try and turn, in, turn into another urban legend. And my personal thought on it is, I mean, certainly it's good and bad in every profession, but FBI 
pretty much some of them are squared away dudes. Uh, uh, they're not going to get 50 agents to conclude. You Sounds know, like a lot. Take it out, right? Doesn't it sound like a little yeah. full? So it'll make a good documentary there. But uh, how do you explain the presence that's, that's of the, them? That's what they're saying, right? And, and uh, Yeah, that's the people. I mean, here's the deal. If they had the presence of gold there, AU, right? And, and they had it there. They could, they would use LIDAR. They wouldn't have had to dig 12 freaking feet. They would have been able to tell the anomalies and whatever. But, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested in the story, and I hadn't heard of it. So uh, I'll look forward to seeing what's going to come out. Boom. Hey, you know who said today's the day? Today's the day. Today's the day? Do you know, do you know who said that? Uh, it's going to be a gold rush guy. No, 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 I'm going to no, no, say no, no, no. it's, it's okay. Mel Fisher. Mel Fisher lived in California in um, way back in like the 60s, late 60s. It was, he was scuba diver. Scuba diving first was coming around. And uh, he went to Key West for something and found one to bloom on the beach. And then he moved his whole family over there. And half the time they were starving to death, but they went out every day. And they would find every day he'd get up and say, today's the day. And he he – his son burned up on one of his boats and his daughter-in-law, and then they had all kinds of deaths and all this shit, but every day. And a lot of times he didn't have the gas get out there. He had to bum the gas get out there. He found the Sonora Atocha and then later on the other one, the largest treasure ship ever found. Then the fucking U.S. government came in and seized it all from him and said, you can't have it. He was going to give them like that half of it or whatever, and they seized it all and said, you can't have it. And he took him to court, and he lived in Key West for the rest of his life. He took him to court, and he got it all. Oh, you talking about the boat? Because it was, Cause it was yes. foreign currency, wasn't it? It wasn't U.S. currency, right? It, it was it was gold and gems and and. But and, but from a foreign because the only right the only way span, the U.S. It was a would Sonora have Sonora Atocha. It was a, a Spanish galleon that went down in a, yeah. in a hurricane. Actually, there was three of them, and they found that. So for ten thousand dollars a year, you can go down there and dive with them for a week, and whatever you find. Uh, you get to keep. You get to keep. I'm going to do an unsanctioned trivia question for y'all. No cheating, Mike. Lay it out. What is, Woody, what would you say is, and listeners, let's play along at home. What would you say is your favorite uh, movie based off of college football? Um, like big screen movie. Be to pick one. Mine would be the, the one where the, the, God, what the quarterback, what was the name of it? Well, I, I'll go river. Yeah, I'm. Pretty, you're probably going with the Michael Orr story, but the, uh, but mine would would have been the one that would have been Blindside would be the Michael yeah yeah. Orr mine would was, you say that was your favorite? I said Rudy. Rudy's oh, yours. Rudy, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. Rudy was given, uh, but I like the fake one. Um, the the quarterback was supposed to be up for the Heisman and ended up having a drinking problem and came back and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude that was good. Up I can't remember the name shit. of that it, one. It the player yeah, or oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movie that is. I, I'll, I'll look it up and let y'all know. Yeah. Um, well, if you said the Blind Side, yeah. then uh, which would be my second favorite, Rudy is it's probably really also one. my favorite. Uh, you would be in for a ruining of your favorite movie All with right. what I'm about to tell you because. 
uh, former NFL player Michael Orr, who was the inspiration of that 2009 Academy Award-winning film, The Blind Side, has filed a petition in a Tennessee court on Monday that he was never legally adopted by the family portrayed in the film. Sandra Bullock. Rather, he was tricked into a conservatorship that solely benefited the Tui family. The filing reveals that Orr discovered he was never legally adopted by Sean and Leanne Tui in February of 2023 and alleged he was tricked into entering that conservatorship after his 18th birthday. Michael Orr discovered this lie in February of 2023 when he learned that the conservatorship to which he consented on uh, would make him a member of the Tui family, at least that was his belief, in fact provided him no familiar relationship with the Tuis at all. The filing said that soon after moving in, the family presented Orr with the conservatorship, which he understood as legal adoption. Uh, the petition also said while the Tuis benefited significantly from the movie The Blind Side, Orr did not. The family negotiated a deal that paid them each, including the Tui's two birth children, a significant amount plus a percentage in royalties for the film, which incidentally grossed $330 million. Uh, The filing also alleges that another contract purportedly signed by Orr in 2007 signed away his rights to the story without any payment whatsoever. Uh, His attorney told ESPN that his client was devastated when he discovered the true nature of the conservatorship. Mike didn't grow up in a stable family, and when the Tui family told Mike they loved him and wanted to adopt him, it filled a void with him that he had had his entire life. Discovering he wasn't actually adopted devastated Mike and wounded him deeply or was drafted in the first round of the 2009 NFL draft by the Baltimore Ravens, played five seasons, win one Super Bowl before signing with the Tennessee Titans. And after a brief stint, he then signed with the Carolina Panthers, but was eventually released in 2017. So, guys, what does this mean to that? I mean, that movie all of a sudden loses all significance. I would say suspend all judgment here. Yeah, Uh, I'm pretty familiar with this family. And uh, it's a very good family, and I think there's a lot more to this story. I I, I think there's other stuff going on in maybe his life that that uh, that led to this. But I I would suspend judgment until more information. We'll stay on we'll stay on top of it. It, it, It's a very uh, compelling story, but I just just read some stuff at four o'clock this morning when the family came back out and answered yeah and and stuff like that well but, we just know. report what comes out yeah yeah yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. what's come it's, out it's it's come out and it's going to be interesting to see and uh if he doesn't have some ambulance chasing attorney trying to do whatever but the i if i'm not mistaken i thought i believe this family has adopted a, a some a, a kid since or something that, to help more and it doesn't we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll I, look it up they're a, a prominent uh, Newman, yeah, yeah. Newman family in New Orleans. They've uh, the philanthropy, the families involved. I mean, it's just it doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test. I think there's some misunderstanding or something here, and that we'll, we we'll should figure it out. Just see what but, comes but, out. But hey, you know what? They it could go the other way too. We're gonna, we're, we're, but yeah, interesting story there, Jimmy. Thank Everybody you. likes blindside. The blinds. Uh. 
Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Left tackle. Now, Jim, what's our um, organization we talk about at the end of every show? It is OurRescue.org. Check this out. Which is Operation Underground Railroad. Police are lauding a motel worker as a local hero after his quick thinking led to the rescue of two girls who were allegedly being sex trafficked in Palm Beach, Florida. Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said Ricardo Flores and Maria Calero were both arrested and charged in connection with the incident, which unfolded at the Lago Motor M Motel in Lake Worth Beach, Florida. I'm sure that's a five-star place, right, Mike? You own that place, Mike? No. All right. Motel owner... Richard Barron called police after he witnessed a suspicious argument between guests. Roughly a half hour after Flores checked into the motel, Barron reportedly knocked on his door after hearing about an argument taking place inside the room. Flores opened the door, and then I see two young women, girls, sitting in the middle of the bed, Barron said. And Claro says to me, he has to pay. He didn't pay. I don't know what happened between them. Barron allegedly noticed the condom on the bed. Next to the floors and the two young girls and soon called police. Police arrived as Calero allegedly tried to leave the motel, but the two young girls still complaining that Flores didn't pay her. The swift intervention of the hotel clerk, who noticed the young victims and alerted authorities, played a pivotal role in their rescue, the sheriff's office said. And then they call on the social media, they're calling Barron a, a local hero. And the sheriff's office said, that the detective's initial investigation of the scene shows Clara had allegedly tried to coordinate a date between Flores and two young girls. 
and both Flores and Clara were taken into custody at the scene. Clara was charged with three counts of human trafficking of a minor with a $750,000 bond, while uh, Flores was charged with two counts of human trafficking of a minor with a $500,000 bond. And we applaud this courageous act and, and remain committed to safeguarding our community against exploitation, the sheriff's office said. And wow. Here around That's railroad, great. That's great. Underground railroad, right? That see something, say something, y'all. Yeah, that's a that's a hero, and uh, and look, ourrescue.org. Check them out, right? Check them out. Get in the fight. Yes, indeed. Let's go back to Southern California, Cali, Cali, a land of the smash and grab. Oh yeah. So last week we, I think it was Woody, did a story about the nine coordinated looters at the Gucci store. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. That was in Century City, Gucci. Beverly Gucci, Hills. Gucci. There was also another major smash and grab at a really nice shopping center Duran, Duran. in Glendale, California, on Tuesday, and then over the weekend, fifty different looters took place in the ransacking of a Nordstrom and particular boutique within this. Nordstrom yeah. Yeah. Uh, that in a place that's called another Westfield shopping center, but it's called the Westfield Topanga, but it really services the Topanga. Calabasas yeah. uh, uh, area where uh, this, the, the, the Kardashians have probably uh, shopped in that boutique. I'm probably, I'm probably interrupting your story. Yeah. You probably are, but we don't want to say, I, I saw something, some rapper came out and said, just shut it all down. Lock all the doors. Did you see that? No. That, I, I read over that this morning. Some, okay. I know he's famous because I've seen him. The, the solution was to just lock all the doors? And this, well, uh, this rapper coming out, he's like, hey, damn it, just lock everything up. Well, I think doors are going to get locked up, but for yeah. the wrong reasons. Right, right. Because these people, the insurer is going to pay once on this kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they, and yeah, then, they won't be able to get insurance. And, and you know, it's uh, – look, we, we've seen what happened – on a smaller scale, like in Walgreens, uh, everything exactly about, in yeah. in all these companies that moved out of San Francisco. Now you've got. I mean, this stuff is happening in the nicest parts yeah. of Los Angeles County. These yeah. three areas that got hit in yeah. the same week are. I mean, that is. If I was going to rob, I'd rob the nicest place. That's. Too. These are places where the, the beautiful people shop, right? Yeah. So this is this is <laughs> you, this is not your first use of lookism today. This, yeah. No, what I'm saying I never, is I never said that it's. Uh, I never saying you. It, these it's, uh, it's elitists, like the Rodeo Drive elitists area. who turn their head and don't give a shit when it's going on in other places. Yeah, it's now. happening in their backyard yeah. now, and now. they're noticing, Explain and they're that. and they're not happy. And we got uh, a new mayor out there who replaced uh, Mayor Yoga hey, Pants. Did you see uh, uh, Latoya's husband died, and, it's, and it causes are undetermined yet. Is it Latoya, Mayor New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but I didn't see that. Yeah, her yeah. husband died. And they, 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 there's no, there's not. Okay, I think claim there's a coordinated effort today to interrupt my. No, I'm sorry. As many times as possible. This yeah. is part of, the, part of the F Topanga. with uh, with Mike thing. Um, videos are all over the place online. You can look at it. I mean, fifty, pretty much all dressed the same, black head to toe, face masks. There's, yeah. there's. Uh, uh, you know they've identified some cars here, just like they identified some cars in uh, in Century City the other day. But no arrests have been made, and uh, you know let's see if this uh, continues to happen. But you now have you know people really screaming 
uh, for uh, some kind of change in the uh, in the city. The DA there, Gascon, is uh, has has really watched his popularity uh, wane as things have gotten more and more out of control. And uh, you know, at at this point, and it's amazing to see because you look at San Francisco, you look at LA, but you go down to Orange County, and it, why isn't it happening there? San Diego, why isn't it happening there? It's ha- all the Marines. It's yeah. no, it's it's really well, it's really based upon daughter, the DA. Shout out to my oldest daughter and I think the dude's name is Fifty Cent Piece. Oh, you're Fifty back. Cent Piece, you're, the rapper. You're, been, yeah. you're back to who said to the, just shut uh, the doors. Well, if, if Fitty Fitty may have Fitty. a point. Fitty on, says on that because I told you L.A. was finished after viral flash mob smash and grab at Nordstrom, and he said, "Lock it up." Yeah. Well. Let's hope the city's got more fight in it than that, and let's hope that this mayor will actually live up to the things that uh, that she said following these incidents. And you know, let's uh, and, and uh, let's see because if if LA loses these areas, yeah, man, I, I mean, I just the, the 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 flight out of there because people are leaving in droves, yeah. and if those areas aren't safe. Hey. Uh, you're going to have a huge part of your tax base leave hey, that city. I need and, you to get back to me on Latoya. <laughs> we'll get back to her. That's your people. Oh that's, your, that's your people story. Hey, there might be a story. What if she killed him? I'm not saying she did. I'm just saying what if. All right. Got a great story that what that's you're going to enjoy. You're going to find absolutely intriguing. Because when I look for stories, I want to know what Woody Everton's going to like. What? That's my first question. Well, Woody like this story? And you will. A Florida woman uh, has been arrested. And let me tell you what happened. A blood, blood smudged Florida woman suspected of murder accrued additional uh, charges after she asked police for a soda and then poured it all over herself in an attempt to scrub forensic evidence Mm. from her body. This from the Daytona Beach Police. Uh, Nicole Max was charged with tampering with evidence and resisting arrest and premeditated first-degree murder in the death of a 79-year-old, Michael Sorosi. Firefighters were called to a smoldering home for reports of a house fire discovered clothes on the second floor that were set on fire. After quickly extinguishing the flames, first responders found Sorosi laying face down on a blood-spattered floor. He had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and stab wounds to the torso. The dead man's landlord told police that Max was his other tenant. But the woman was nowhere to be found. Two cell phones were recovered near the 79-year-old's corpse. One belonged to the victim, while the other, which had a bloody knife balanced on top of it, belonged to Max. Love. Less than two hours later, police said they spotted a barefoot Max with blood on her leg, a ripped shirt, and she was outside of a crystal burger. When they approached, police said she dropped a knife and a hammer at their feet. Max evaded questions about her recent whereabouts of where she lived, first pointing in a direction saying she lived right over there by a nearby pawn shop and then claiming she had been living on the streets the last four years. Mm -hmm. She denied knowing Sorosi, and when the detectives showed her photographs, she continued to deny it. When press, police said she conceded that she knew the man but denied seeing him on the day he was murdered, then she shifted again, telling police she currently lived with Sorosi and was at their home earlier that day. You'll hear Woody say all the time, the truth is the one thing that never, never changes. changes. 
Daytona police then took her into custody for questioning, and after she was read her Miranda rights, Max told detectives she never entered his bedroom and only set foot on the second floor, shared apartment to feed her spiders. When asked about the <laughs> yes, that's right, she had to feed her spiders. When asked about weapons she had dropped, Max became agitated and demanded a lawyer. Police returned later with a warrant to test the woman's bloody body for DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. Max, Max then asked for a can of Diet Mountain Dew soda, and police obliged her. She began to procrastinate with the drink, and detectives tried to pull the can away from her. Then Max began to resist and poured the can of soda all over her body and hair pulling away from officers in attempts to interfere with the possible evidence on her body. Police then forced a pulling and kicking Max into the cruiser. Blood on the knife near the body matched samples taken from Max's clothing. The DNA uh, the DNA recovered also matched her as well as DNA on the weapon handle, and Max is being held in jail. So why did she douse herself in Diet Mountain Dew? Well, She must have seen a study from NC State University, which indicates that sucralose, a common artificial sweetener also known as Splenda and found in Diet Mountain Dew and other sodas, can break down the genetic material that makes up DNA. While researchers found that the sweetener could put people at risk for disease and wear down lining of the intestines, it's unclear whether dousing oneself in soda would actually eliminate forensic evidence. So never think that someone, just because they feed spiders, is not smart enough right, to know how right. to alleviate DNA evidence. Right. And you know, remember the Such movie show case. where they, what was the movie? Oh, Jerry Maguire. And um, he she said, you had me at hello. They they had her as soon as she dropped that hammer and shit when, when the cops rolled up on her. Right? <laughs> she could do all this shit she wants to. They yeah. had her when she left her cell phone with a knife on it in the murder yeah. scene. And they had her the third time, first time she changed the story. I couldn't imagine That's their look, though, when she's drinking Mountain, Diet Mountain Dew and all of a sudden she's taking a bath in it. And I can't believe somebody would have a video of that. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. I would love to see t- that one. TikTok famous. Feed your right? spiders. Sounds like that stuff would be good for you to drink on a regular basis, though. You know, two things I don't really like. I don't really mind snakes so much, but I don't really like them. But the spider, I'm getting the fuck out. And if you raise in spiders, you can't come near Woody. But let's guess what? It's time for. Kinky Crime. Crimes. Yes. On Wednesday. My favorite. Kinky Crimes. And boys, you're not going to believe this. We're going back to Pinellas County. Again? Again. Wow. Two times in one show, right? Somebody's got some cookies on their computer. Here we go, right? Pinellas. So a Florida woman claimed a crack pipe found protruding from her vagina Mm. during a strip search was actually a sex toy. (laughs) I call them glass dicks. (laughs) You you got to tell me this story. I I stopped the, you know, he stopped and I said, where's your glass dick at? And they were, and... Yeah, whatever. Just the crackheads that they weren't going to have crack on them. But anyway, Carmilla Ann Maines, 57, was taken into custody after she failed to show up to court to face shoplifting charges. But while Maines was being processed at the Pinellas County Jail, Mm. a body scan revealed an anomaly in her genital area. 
When officials conducted a strip search of the suspect, they found that a glass crack pipe was protruding from the defendant's vagina. Maine was hungry, I guess. Maine then allegedly removed the contraband from her cavity and intentionally threw it on the ground and stepped on it in an attempt to, uh, in an effort to destroy the evidence. She then tried to explain that the object was actually a sex toy. Despite, <laughs> right? Oh, that's that's better. Right, right. Despite the crack fact that it was consistent with a pipe commonly used to smoke crack cocaine and covered with burnt markings, right? <laughs> Mays was charged with possessing contraband in a uh, county detention facility and tampering with evidence in connection with the incident, and her ass is locked up on bottom. Claiming I think she should have stuck with that story because, I mean, whatever makes you feel good. I mean, it could have been that that thing turned her on. If you want to be a dick, and sometimes I had to be because people were dicks to me, and when they gave me their glass dicks, you could actually send that in to the lab, and they could taste, test the bird marks on it for yeah, or taste, yeah, for cocaine, and it comes back, and you still be charged with possession of cocaine. The law doesn't say no matter how small the amount. And that's Kinky Crimes really? from Pinellas County for Wednesday. Very good. I like that. Another good one, y'all. Oh, banjo time. And fiddles. Hmm. You're right. I like that. And they play a lot of uh, banjo and fiddle music at Hooters these days. I don't know if you really? guys have been in there lately. Yeah, oh, big for that kind of music. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, one thing that's consistent about Hooters is ice cold beer. I've been to every one in the United States of America. <laughs> and the only bad one I ever went was in downtown D.C. by Chinatown. It sucked really bad. Really? Okay, well. It's horrible. We're going to tell a little story about Hooters. But first, uh, either of you guys have a favorite dipping sauce at Hooters? Uh, blue cheese. Blue cheese. Yeah, I like that too. Gotta have the blue, blue cheese. cheese. Blue and cheese, for the okay. record, I did, I never went to Hooters, but one time before my wife, and I don't. Wait, know, wait, wait. I, you just said you've been to every Hooters in the United States. I have, but listen, listen. All I since said, you met your wife, listen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and when the 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 girls would come to the table, I, my wife said. I didn't really realize doing it. Every time they come to the table, I'd look away. And she's like, finally, she's like, we can go and have the drinks. And shit, it's good drinks, good food. And she said, why are you always looking away? I guess I didn't even realize I was doing it. So it wasn't a restaurant for me. It was about cold beer and good wings. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. Boom, Jim. Can we cut that out? That's not good for Woody's image, that whole <laughs> turning away at, at Hooters thing. Well, um, I don't turn away now. Okay. <laughs> My father-in-law, her, we're, we're, my wife's daddy told me, if they're going to show them, I'm going to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both big blue cheese fans. Well, I bet you haven't tried the sauce I'm about to tell you about. We're going to go to Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. That's where, until recently, Jessica Sinclair, 24 years old, worked as a waitress at Hooters. If you ate at one of Jessica's tables, let's just say you best be on your best behavior. Okay. Because if you're not, you are going to get served some of Jessica's secret sauce. Oh, no. That's I right. I saw this story. That's I, right. I did Disgusting. not see it. That's right. If Jessica didn't it like your brand of humor, that's the first time you skipped anything with a naked body part involved. <laughs> that's right. If Jessica didn't like your brand of humor 
or you had something to say about her not-so-speedy service, or if you made some wisecrack about her body parts or how she looked in her Hooters garb, you were fixing to get your own serving of her special sauce. The special recipe was one part chicken wing, one part Hooters sauce, and one part Jessica's special vajayjay sauce. Uh, That's right. Before your piece of fried fowl made the trip to your mouth, it picked up something foul during a trip through Jessica's tunnel of love. Fortunately for Hooters loyalists in Houston, Jessica Sinclair was taken into police custody after she was witnessed by coworkers dipping hot wings into her vagina before serving them. What's her vagina made of? It didn't get burnt. Mm. Think I'll ask for my sauce on the side next time I roll through Hooters. I I probably haven't been to every one of them. Yeah, well, that is disturbing. Uh, that's just that's great. Sauce on the side. That's like that dude teabagging the cars that when he was breaking the neighborhood last week. That's definitely dumb. Bro. That's only getting a half volume. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good one, man. All right. You can now take off that belt. Is. And move freely around the cabin. It is a Mile High Crime Wednesday, and Woody's going to like this one especially. Mm-hmm. A Texas woman who said she was forced to remove a nipple ring with pliers what? in order to keep to board an airplane is calling for an apology by federal security agents. calling for a lawsuit. And a civil rights investigation. I, I wouldn't wish this upon anyone, Mandy Hamilton said at a news conference. My experience with TSA was the worst nightmare I've ever had to endure. Nobody deserves to be treated this way. Now, Hamlin, who is 37, said she was trying to board a flight from Lubbock to Dallas when she was scammed by a TSA agent after passing through a large metal detector without problems. The female TSA agent used a handheld detector that beeped when it passed in front of her chest. One of the Garrett's. That's it. Hamlin said she told the woman she was wearing nipple piercings. Hey, now. The agent then called <laughs> over her male colleagues who said she would have to remove the jewelry. Of course they what? did. Man, yeah. you're going to have to take that out. Uh, Hamlin said she could not remove them and asked whether she could instead display her pierced breast in private to the female agent. But several other male officers told her she could not board until the jewelry was out. Of course, it's the males doing that. I don't know. You got to take that out right here. lost your job, TSA. She was taken behind a curtain, managed to remove one bar-shaped piercing, but had trouble with the second, which was a ring. Crying, she informed the TSA agent she could not remove it without help of pliers, and an officer gave a pair to help her. So she... Said she heard male TSA agent snickering as she took out the ring. She was scanned again and was allowed to board, even though she was still wearing a belly button ring. Uh, hmm. Now, after nipple rings are inserted, the skin can often heal around the piercing, and the rings can be especially difficult and painful to remove. Imagine. TSA officials said they are investigating to see if policies were followed. Our security officers are well-trained. To screen individuals with body piercing in sensitive areas with dignity and respect and ensure a high level of security, the agency said. Hamlin, in her response, said that piercings, her piercings have never set off an airport metal detector in the past. Mike, Mike, does it hurt when you take yours out? It does. It does. 
<laughs> I think his are clamps, though. Aren't they just like, uh, they? No, no, I have one like battery, battery clamps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> you can now. So that was your mile high. That was around the cabin for Wednesday. All right, any final thoughts? We've come to the end of the road, as boys to men would say. No, and they are all good and in. Ourrescue.org. One more time, we'll mention them. And if you want to get involved in the fight to end uh, human trafficking, go to ourrescue.org, and it'll give you all the information you need. Michael, we're being too hard on you. I'll be all right. Mike, like, quiet over here. Hurt over there. God dang, Mike. You know we just teasing. You know we just teasing you? Thoughts and prayers to the folks in Maui? Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, yeah, very true. Yeah. And we ended on that. Uh, and you know, that's... I can't believe I was just walking on that street road. I was drinking all those little bars, and they ate that world's yeah, most expensive restaurant. Line. I mean, just... My neighbor people. literally just got back, Good like, people. a week ago. What, um, or two uh, weeks ago. Dr. Miranda from... Hormone replacement was there. Yeah. Yeah, when it happened. Well, uh, they're flourish, on an flourish, island. Flourish, yeah. and, and, I mean, you can't think about it. You get these wildfires, you can't just Shit, run. there ain't a lot of trees on the island. Yeah. I mean. In, it's in, on a volcano to begin with. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, when the winds Christ. are that strong, I mean, it's. Yeah. So our hearts and prayers going Praying out. for y'all people. To uh, all the people in Maui affected by yeah. this tragedy. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm. Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For real life, real crime daily. Peace. Kristen Sapienza. There you go. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.